Saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. That you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Hey guys, welcome to Lucrative Lessons, episode number 13, season 2, episode 3, coming to you from Pine, Colorado. Hey, what's up guys? This is uh, Trey Spiller. Trey Spiller, a local, uh, not too far from uh, from where you live out here. Yeah, yeah, we're about 40 minutes away. Beautiful drive coming up here. In, in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about how uh, Trey and I both have uh, continued our education, and we've done this in a way that I think is going to become more traditional where... Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to go back to school to achieve uh, a greater level of knowledge. And especially as you uh, start your career path and you figure out what you're passionate about, what you're excited about, and that's going to be different for Trey than it is for me, you can really kind of hone in to what specific sources of information you want so that way you can gain in the areas you want to gain. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So so for me, uh, podcasts, audiobooks, hardcover books, uh, you know, videos on certain things for sales techniques, for leadership, for growth are huge for me. But as you heard from Trey, like he's done, obviously he's got Redefine HR, which is the software company. He's doing, you know, the co-host thing now. So Trey is going to have a, a wide variety of different things that he's looking to improve in. So his answer is probably going to be very different than mine. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, for me, it's uh, some, sometimes there's on the you know, knowledge, uh, and, and just picking up the job. And then there's also the, you know, reading and understanding at a very macro level, kind of like what Kyle is doing. And I, I find it to the point where I need to do a little bit more of what he does. And then there might be a respect of, you know, just getting in there, doing it, uh, getting some, some lessons learned, some knowledge transferred on a day-to-day basis is what I really do from a strategic, uh, perspective of dealing with all of my employees or dealing with my contractors and just meeting every day and, really consuming their knowledge because what that does is I see gaps and I see uh, process controls that are that are really missing and it helps me resell to clients saying, hey, we just found this issue or we just found this bug, this integration error. Um, I can go sell that across five of the clients that are going to have the same exact problem. So that really helps me internally understanding what other people's problems are. And that's what helps me sell more services or professional services on our technology side. So um, for me, I, I guess just a, a small takeaway is if people can find out where there are problems, right? Identifying much to the point of starting any business is really finding those small little problems and addressing them. And how are you going to fix those for other clients? Totally. And I, to me, you hit the nail on the head on what makes a, an entrepreneur a successful one is somebody who can find a problem, solve it and add value to somebody in an exchange charge for that value that they mm-hmm. add. So, you know, that, that really sums it up. So if you're looking to get into that entrepreneurship lifestyle, that that's hundred percent it, you, you find something you're passionate about, but really you have to find something that you can fix a problem add value and then charge for that. Don't, don't create a problem. I I see a lot of, (laughs) see a lot of people creating problems that don't actually exist. Um, there's also a mindfulness of if you get into product, don't be wasteful with plastic consumables, things like that. So be very conscious of it. So let's dive into a a couple of things that, uh, benefit both of us right now. And, And I'll probably start because I would guess that the majority of the audience is probably more, uh, 
would be able to relate more to where I'm going with things where mine's probably a bit more general, whereas yours might be a bit more specific yeah. with some of the things you do. Yep. So for me, I was never a good reader. I never had the attention span. I never had enough free time. Uh, reading hardcovered books was uh, always a challenge for me, whether it was fiction, nonfiction, didn't matter. So when I really started my growth mindset and trying to create uh, a better lifestyle for myself and work for myself and all these things, podcasts were invaluable to me. And one of the ones that I'll attribute a lot of my uh, kickstart to was uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast. I loved how he interviewed people who were considered the top of their industry and would then try to simplify what makes them special. And he's had a series of books that have been incredibly successful because of that. Tools of Titans um, is, is one that comes to mind. But uh, he got his start with The 4-Hour Workweek, and that was a book that changed my life. But back to the podcast. Podcasts are free. Uh, podcasts are a great way for somebody to share their knowledge and to get it out there to whoever is paying attention to it. There are so many people out there that are doing this and some of them are more macro and that's the stuff that I typically listen to because I'm going to get uh, a little bit of dose of a lot of different things talking about leadership, entrepreneurship, you know, uh, financial investment, money, uh, or even just like hacking your life. I'm a big fitness person. So I like Tim Ferriss because he would talk about how to improve his deadlift, how to lose 20 pounds, like how to, you know, kind of hack your uh, metabolism. But some of the best podcasts that I listen to, I would recommend the Tim Ferriss podcast. I love the Tony Robbins podcast because he's such a big name. He has access to so many great guests. Uh, he also does a great job of trying to ask uh, the important questions and what kind of uh, separates the uh, titans of industry versus the, the up-and-comers. Uh, what else? Obviously the lucrative lessons podcast is a fantastic. That's one. what I've heard so far. So <laughs> we, uh, we're now covering what Singapore, New Zealand, uh, the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we we're running some, uh, analytics last night as we, uh, were having some dinner and we got some actually pretty good viewership around the world. It's, uh, it's actually starting to come together a little yeah, bit more love it. than I would have ever expected, but, uh, cool. So cool. shout out to international listeners. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience. So that's not really one about business, but it's incredibly entertaining. And I love how he is kind of next level with his mindset where he does not let societal norms or different cultural beliefs affect the way he lives his life or the way he views the world. And he's just curious about a lot of different things, whether it's ayahuasca tea, you know, mar mixed martial arts, uh, all kinds of things. So the Joe Rogan podcast obviously is one of the top ones. Um, and again, I can't stress how important, you know, finding uh, free media and free information is, and that's podcasting, right? You can find specific podcasts about CBD oil, how to start your business, how to invest money, like whatever it is that you're interested in, you can find podcasts for it and you can read the reviews and you can kind of separate the good from the bad. Beyond podcasting, the one thing that I love, and I kind of hinted at this before, is I always struggled to sit and read a book. It just, I didn't have the attention span. I couldn't, I wasn't a fast reader. I would read an entire page and just not absorb or comprehend any of it. So a game changer for me was when I got my first Audible subscription. And I went from reading outside of, you know, the classroom, maybe one book every couple of years to, uh, I think I finished over 10 books last year and I'm hoping to do at least 12 books this year. And, you know, some of the things I'll do, you know, the majority of the books I'm reading are business or self-development type books, but occasionally I'll throw in, you know, some, some fiction in there. And that's a nice little separation on my drive home, drive to work, even sometimes at the gym to just kind of relax my mind. 
some of the books that I think are invaluable in terms of relationship building, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is paramount. If you want to talk about financial investing, how to manage your money and some of the ways to make your money grow, uh, I really like Tony Robbins' uh, Unshakable for uh, investing your money for like your 401k in retirement. I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad for taking the money you have now and making it work for you so that way your money is working while you're sleeping, on vacation. It just teaches you such a better mindset for how to make money work. Uh, also, Tony Robbins' Money Master the Game is another great book for uh, helping make your dollars uh, build and keep them safe. In terms of hacking your life, I really love Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus. It just talks about how to uh, maximize your time management in your day, whether it's from your wake-up routine to what you should be drinking in the morning to how to have uh, better sex, how to use supplements to your benefit, how to have nutrition work for your benefit. Really awesome book there. Uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu. It was a really cool uh, ph philosophy book in terms of how to view competition, but also how to not underestimate competition. Uh, let's kick it over to page one. Guys, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for not reading a lot of books growing <laughs> up. I've been motoring through. Um, another guy I like. So Grant Cardone is kind of hard to get into. He is a, a very shtick type salesman and almost very rah-rah where you just feel like you're being sold some kind of pyramid scheme. But if you can get past that in the first chapter or two, the 10X rule is a really motivating book in terms of just kicking your butt and getting it into gear and realizing that as much as we think we're working and we're working hard and smart, we're, we're not even touching the tip of the iceberg of our potential. And, and along those lines, David Goggins wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me, where he talks about that from the mental strength capacity, where he was somebody who was overweight. He was working for a termite company. He's like having to go into donut shops and kill like rats and termites in the middle of the night. And he's like, man, my life sucks. And then from there, he just kind of tapped into unfound potential in his mental game. And he went to the Navy SEALs. He went through uh, buds twice. He became an army ranger. He's now an ultra marathoner. And this dude goes and he fights forest fires for the challenge. Like he's a guy that gets paid big bucks to write this book and to go public speak, but he's making like $12 an hour just because he wants the challenge of like digging these trenches and like trying to keep up with the 24 year olds. I mean, he is, he's a guy where when you think you're working hard and you're like really killing it, read that book and you'll realize you got about 20 more gears to go. Uh, following up on Rich Dad Poor Dad is the Cash Flow Quadrant. A little bit harder book to get into, but if you love Rich Dad Poor Dad, it dives into those principles even more about how to turn yourself from an E, which is an employee, or S, a self-employed person, into the better quadrants of a business owner and an investor, where that means your money will be making you money, whether you're on the beach, asleep, hanging out with your buddies, or sitting in the office. Um... Another mental good one is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. I really like her delivery. She's easy to listen to, and it essentially talks about how you can eliminate kind of the anxiety and stressors of your life, so that way you can get your butt back in gear and start focusing on what's important. Um, and then uh, I'll finish with two more. There's a few left, but uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. So me being an athlete, uh, being uh, – I don't know, kind of a, kind of a meathead guy where my mentality growing up in sports was like dig deep, work harder, like, you know, that kind of high school football coach mentality. Dare to lead by Brene Brown has really helped show me how 
you know, getting rid of that toxic masculinity and leaning into some vulnerabilities will help you connect to have deeper relationships with customers, with people, with friends, people you care about, but most importantly, the people that work for you and how to not come off as, uh, this different type of human being or on a different level or this untouchable person and, and allow the people who, who work for you and with you to connect with you on a deeper level and help them kind of buy into the mission better. So that was a really helpful book for me recently. And last but not least in terms of leadership, Jocko Willink has Extreme Ownership, and this book is awesome to help you get rid of excuses or to help you beat any kind of mindset of, woe is me, this situation happened completely out of my control, or, man, I can't believe so-and-so did this, which now puts me in a, a difficult spot. It is all about owning every aspect of your life, and even the smallest things that go wrong that may feel like are out of your control, you could have probably had a plan B. You could have prepared for that. You could have had something done better. So I think that's uh, also a hallmark of a really successful entrepreneur is somebody who can get rid of that victim mentality, get rid of the excuses and still go kick butt. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get rid of. I mean, there's, there's ups and downs and we were talking about this the other day, just uh, ups and downs of uh, entrepreneurship. And it can be, there, there's times where you're downs and you're just like, this is not my fault. I had no control, but ultimately and that's what entrepreneurship is. It's your business. You got to take care of it. So you got to find a, either a different alternative to uh, kind of pivot wherever something goes wrong. You have no control over it, but uh, you can't have any excuses. So, and those are all on Audible for what a handful of bucks. I all mean, on probably, Audible. A lot of times they have sales where you can get them for five bucks each. Uh, but on average, you're paying fourteen ninety nine a month, and uh, you get one book every month with that. So, yeah, yeah, cool. And the best part about Audible for me, guys, is I can listen to a book on the way to work, which really helps kickstart my mindset for the day and my day in a very positive and like growth oriented mindset. I can listen to them at the gym. I can listen to it on the way home. Uh, or if you have a lot of car time. So if you're a traveling salesman or somebody who's in the car a lot for your job, you can be learning in that uh, time instead of just sitting there listening to top 40 radio or, you know, whatever it is like you could be learning and leveling up and growing your mindset. Yeah, you can always be learning. I, and I, I'm glad we're having this podcast because I, I do need to get into more of that macro stuff. And I, I think it helps to diversify the way you're thinking about it, not only your business, but where other impacts are starting to see, being able to speak to it a little bit more fluently as opposed to I'm deep in an integration guide or some sort of PDF that specifically talks about a product that I can go sell, but there might be more to the macro side. So, well, And, and to kind of yeah. lead into the stuff you're going to talk about, Trey, one thing I think you do really well is you're, you're all about, we are all this, the average of the people we surround ourselves with, mm -hmm. right? So if you're hanging out with somebody who's doing all of this work, you're probably going to learn a lot of these principles from them without having to read the book or, or spend the time, which I still think you need to do. But I think one thing Trey's really good at is he networks with people and he's not intimidated by somebody who's really skilled in a certain area. If anything, Trey gets curious and Trey builds that relationship and he's like, Hey, you know, let me ask you some questions. I kind of want to learn from you on this. And a lot of times people who are really good at something, they love sharing that because they're really proud of their knowledge and how hard they've worked to get there. Yeah. So like, let's talk about some of that. Some of the people you've surrounded yourself with that you've, you've grown from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I always refer back to my, uh, one of my managers when I was working at KPMG, his name's Eli, shout out to Eli, but, um, you know, surrounding myself with really smart people that are not afraid to share knowledge with you, right. That want to see you grow. So you have to surround yourself with positive people. I've been in companies where you were there for a task. They are not going to train you or they're going to keep you down because they're the management style. They don't want you jumping over them or something like that. So 
I think the more and more I can surround myself with uh, people that want to share knowledge, that want to see you be successful, kind of like you know working with you. I mean, everyone that I try to surround myself, they want to see you just as successful as they are. There's not a lot of people out there like that, so you got to be got to be conscious of it. How much they're they're willing to give up, and uh, early on, it's always hard to hard to tell what people are about, but. Uh, you start to see it really quickly how selfish a person might be or how much they might not want to be able to give up because you're, you know, my whole mentality, I grew up kind of small farm and uh, everyone tries to to work together to achieve one goal. Um, and it's, it's just a different mentality. So all, I guess all I'm trying to say at the end of the day is make sure the people you're surrounding yourself don't mind uh, contributing to the cause, yeah. right? And and adding a, a different sort of value than what you can provide, right? And so. in the same token, like you can't just be a leech off of those type of people. Like you add value in their lives in a, a different facet, right? Yeah. Whether it's you know that courage where you're always so good about like, hey, that's a good idea. Let's start the business. Like you don't have the paralysis by analysis. Like Mm -hmm. every time I talk to you, you're, you're starting something new. But the cool thing is like you're learning from each of these experiences. Some of them you're like, Hey, this really works. We're going to stick with this. And some of them you're like, Hey, this is no longer going to work. We're going to ditch this. We're going to get out of it. And which is really a different mentality. Um, I, I go back and forth with it. If it's a good idea. Uh, I talked to a good friend, uh, Dave the other day and really, very good and successful entrepreneurs, they focus all of their effort in their first business for 10 years. That's their their focus, right? The next business that they start is going to be five years, right? Because they can leverage that 10 years of experience into their next business. And they're making twice as much of their wealth on that five years. And then they forex their wealth in two and a half years on their third business, right? So that's a, a common concept of what you see of really focusing on one business. But for me, I like to diversify a little bit because technology Technology is so cyclical. It, it can turn on you in a heartbeat. So I got to diversify a little bit. Sure. And that's kind of what, you know, every scenario is going to be a little bit different. But um, just make sure what you're doing that you have some uh, a, a very solid foundation. Because uh, sometimes in technology, the foundation can crumble quickly with the new technology that's being sure. released. So that's Any why. Any kind of I, science, right? Technology, exactly. the yeah. medical field, education, all of yeah. these things are constantly evolving. Yeah. And, and that's why I have to diversify a little bit more. And I find a little bit more um, as we're going through this real estate mentality that there's a little bit more foundation that we can build in with property management, with building, designing yeah. homes and stuff. Now, granted, there's it's lucrative, but there's also the bad side of it. And, uh, you know, there's I, I've been doing this for a while, but it, it, uh, it, it can, uh, it can move up and down very quickly. So yeah. we, we all saw 2008, um, everyone knows kind of what happened there. So we hope to not run into anything like that. Uh, but you just got to prepare yourself a little bit better for things that happen. And that's why, you know, as people listen, just be cautious that I like to see strong, very strong focus in the first five years of your business. Try not to, to pull yourself into other parts of business that don't help your primary, uh, because the more you pull away, you can't focus on making more money and foundation for your business. Sure. And, and that being said, when Trey's talking about your primary, he's talking about the business that you have researched, you've committed to, and you know that you can be successful at. But in the same token, if you are starting a business and it no longer serves you, or it's no longer that profitable idea, or something's changed, be quick to pivot, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't say, well, man, I listened to lucrative lessons and Trey and Kyle are talking <laughs> about like dedicating 10 years to something. But like if that ship is sinking, like be quick to cut your bait and to move on. Yep. Just to bring it home here, if you are the entrepreneur, you are somebody who is still working for somebody else and you're like, man, I want to go off on my own. 
podcasts, audiobooks, networking with people who are already doing that is going to give you a wealth of information. But really what that information is going to do is give you the confidence. It's going to expose what that life's going to look like to give you more confidence so you don't see this as a scary thing, as a risky thing, right? And then for those of you who have already made that leap, kudos, I love you, I'm proud of you, but continuing your education is going to be so beneficial to you, your business, your bottom line, and to the people that are coming along for the ride. So don't think you have to go back to get that MBA. That sure looks nice on the wall. There is so much information out there. And the best part about it, a lot of these podcasts, they're interviewing people that you'll never get access to. These are CEOs of huge companies. These are people who are titans of their industries that you can now learn the secret sauce on a free one-hour podcast. Love it. Yeah. Couldn't say it better. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Lucrative Lessons. We hope you learned something today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. If we earned your five-star review, please leave one. Helps for visibility. Also, you can check out more at llpcast.com. All proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit, the Make-A-Day Foundation, where you can find more at makeaday.fun. We'll catch you next time.